What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good times. Don't forget, Santa Key is coming to town, stuffing your stocking with Laker goodies and collectibles. Keep listening for the sounder of Santa Key coming down your chimney. Once you hear it, be caller 7 to 877-710-ESPN, and you'll have a chance to pick a stocking above the fireplace, the 710 fireplace. It could be a Keyshawn stocking, a Greeny stocking, a Max stocking, Mason in Ireland, myself, LZ, Kaplan, or Playoff Sliwa. And you can win Laker goodies and collectibles at 710-ESPN, your home of the world champion Lakers. Thanks to Sean McVay. Thanks to Richard Jefferson who joined us in the first hour. If you missed any part of it, subscribe to the Sedano and LZ podcast. You should already, but subscribe, rate, and review. Leave a nice um, – actually, you don't have to leave a nice review as long as you just put five stars. That's all we really care about. <laughs> you can make fun of Bergman. I want a nice review. I mean, it'd be nice if you put a nice one. review, but, I mean, no. you don't have to. The five stars to me is more important. Uh, so, anyway. 60 words max. 60 words max. Momo's going to join us for the entire hour here in a second, and that Sean McVay interview was powered by Valvoline. Uh, again, his appearance each and every week brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. Visit their website, SoCalOilChange.com, for locations. All right, so here's what we need to know uh, because we're going to talk to Momo here in a second. The Ravens and Steelers, you know what that looked like, LZ? Doo-doo. Yeah, well, that, and it looked like football <laughs> on a Wednesday afternoon because no one has ever played professional football on a Wednesday afternoon, and now we know why because it was awful to watch. It was not appealing at all. And I tried. Lord knows I tried because I had to decorate the rest of the Christmas tree. So I was yeah. trying to look for stuff to avoid doing that. Yeah. So I turned on the game and I was like, I'd rather decorate the Christmas tree. Yeah. Yeah. I went for a walk. I didn't care. And I saw bits of it, but it didn't matter to me. Next, we have um, the new coach, the new interim coach of the Detroit Lions. Steve, we have some audio of new interim coach Daryl Bevel of the Detroit Lions. So lower the music just a little bit. And I want you – I'm going to set this up and you can play it. And I want to get Momo's thoughts on this before we talk basketball with her. So Daryl Bevel is the new interim coach. They fired Matt Patricia. By the way, we're going to have a Matt Patricia story for you in about an hour, which is pretty hilarious too. Um, but this is very par being the course for the Lions. So Daryl Bevel, former Seattle offensive coordinator with Russell Wilson and them, is the new coach. And – he tells a story on his first media Zoom call with the Detroit Lions about his daughters about to be proposed to, except he kind of screwed this thing up in a way where his daughters will probably hate him for the rest of his life. Listen up. It was Saturday. All the days are running together already. But on Saturday, um, I was with my family, uh, my wife, my uh, three daughters, and then my uh, my two, I guess, future son-in-laws now. They- both wanted to talk to him this past weekend. But we were at the Henry Ford Museum, and uh, we were having a good time there, and then got a text and uh, ended up calling and talking to Rod and Sheila. So this happens on the same weekend that two men ask you for your daughter's hands in marriage. Is that how we're understanding it correctly? Yeah, how about that? Yeah, they, uh, two of them. I got two older daughters, and uh, it both happened. But And the kind of funny story, uh, one of them um, – so my middle daughter's a softball player at BYU. And so she wanted, when she came up here, she's like, I haven't got enough hitting and I want to go hit. So we went out and hit and one of them uh, took a, took a softball off the eye. So he asked me why we were in the emergency room, um, getting him stitched up. If you can believe it. <laughs> wow. Well, congrats on all that, Daryl. Thank you. Um, I do have to say one thing though. So the, the two, the two guys asked me for my permission. They haven't officially asked them yet. So that's, that's where that was. That was just permission. So I don't know when that's coming, but um, just to be clear. 
Great job, Dad, because now you did it in front of the entire media, and now it's viral, and it's everywhere. So your daughter's proposals, both of them, were ruined because you didn't realize you were talking to the world. Could you imagine him in the in the war room on draft day? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, he has zero, zero poker face, zero awareness. And, like, so casual with spoiling this moment for his daughters. And he's not even aware that he's spoiling the moment. Oh, ridiculous. This is so Detroit Lions. Yeah, you're listening to KSPN's Los Angeles. All right, that's what you need to know. Presented by Morongo, play it safe, good times. Mama Momo, I believe, is here. Uh, So, Momo, are you there? Okay. No, no to Momo? Oh, okay. I thought she was going to be here at 5. Greg, is that that what you said? Yeah, she told me she'd jump on right at 5 o'clock. Okay, so maybe, we... Uh, maybe she's on that Richard Jefferson plan. Yeah, I played that su- assuming she'd be there listening. Because um, I wanted to get her thought. Oh, there you are. Did you hear the... I'm here. Did, no, you hear- did you hear the audio we just played or no? No, I didn't hear it. What'd you get? Okay, so Daryl Bevel is the new interim coach of the Detroit Lions. He did his yep. first media yep. Zoom call, right? And he tells a story okay. about how... Um, he was out with the family for Thanksgiving or whatever, and one of his daughters got yeah. had to go to the hospital, and the whole family went to the hospital. Nothing big. She just got busted wow. up because she plays softball. She got hit with, like, a foul okay. ball on her head, in her face. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and the two son-in-laws asked him for permission to marry their daughters. Um, oh, so my God. So he's telling this story, and the reporter follows up and says, Oh, so they asked you uh, at the same time? He's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, and by the way, um, you know, they haven't actually done it yet. So let's just make sure that we that doesn't, <laughs> oh you know, get out. God. Dude, you're on a media call. Of course it's going to get out. So now he has ruined his daughter's proposals. Both of them. Yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> See, now I'm going to tell you something. My husband did not, Nevin did not ask my dad because oh. he was afraid my dad would spill beans. He's like, I felt like oh. I, he said, I wanted to ask your dad for permission, but I was afraid. He goes, your dad says everything. He just blurts it out. And then he goes, oh, that's right. I wasn't supposed to say anything. He goes, you know, I just was convinced that he would blow it. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame so him. I don't blame ask. him. Because yeah. maybe yeah. your dad is like Daryl Bevel. Uh, anyway. I know. Uh, Momo, LeBron signs the extension. Um, were you yep. surprised? Um, how did how did you kind of take it all in? A little, yeah. I was a little surprised by it because I just I I just figure, you know, he doesn't need the security. The, the, the nothing in the Lakers DNA suggests that they would ever not give him an extension if it came. Like even after last year, when he had a terrible year, right? The the previous season, his first one in L.A. He gets hurt. They miss the playoffs. All this dysfunction. Yada yada. I. It's still LeBron James. They're not going to mess with him, right? I mean, could you see the Lakers ever doing that? No, no. So I didn't know why no. he needed to do it. <laughs> now, I also think though that when you're coming off a championship and you just maybe want to lock in a little bit more guaranteed money, and you don't mind giving up some leverage, because to be quite frank, like it doesn't hurt him that much to give up leverage. You, you keep your leverage when you're dealing with Dan Gilbert. You don't need to keep your leverage when you're dealing with Jeannie Buss, right, and Rob Palenka. Like, they've right. had a really good working right. relationship, and there's plenty of trust there. So the reason it surprised me is simply because it makes it harder on the Lakers to maintain maximum flexibility for next summer. It's just, you know, ties up money when he – there's a way he and AD could have lined up their deals, both opted out, and then it gives the Lakers – 
you know, a max spot to go after people. Right. But now they, mm-hmm. they still have some flexibility, but a lot of it now yeah. it's all on AD. It hinges all on AD. And they would have to still make another move for to accommodate yeah. a max slot person. Yes. Yeah. And, and the truth is, it's really hard to get max free agents. Most, most guys who are max free agents are just going to resign with their current clubs. I mean, it's just very rare that we have a summer like, la- like two summers ago when, you know, all these max free agents were, you know, superstar max free agents, right? Most of the time they, they lock up with long-term contract extensions. Well, I, for one, am happy that he did lock up because it just, in mm-hmm. terms of the Lakers and their place in sports, knowing that you have this player in hand is kind of like securing your franchise QB. Yeah. Um, you just want to have this piece solidified. And while you may give up um, you know, some flexibility in the future, I would argue that the financial flexibility pales a comparison to just the attractiveness of the Laker brand with a healthy LeBron James signed on for as long as he's been signed yeah. on now. Yeah, I mean, look, LeBron's coming off a season in which he successfully held off father time. He's still the best player in the league. You know, I voted for him MVP. He won it at the end as finals MVP as well. He should have. Um, and you that like his value is at an all time high. He's also about to turn 36. So I don't blame him for trying to lock in some security. And I, I think for the Lakers, like, you know, do you really want to play this game where, like, let's say next year all of a sudden doesn't go well and now you're sweating it out with LeBron and AD both as potential free agents? Ooh. Yeah, that, it's I actually would. better. Yeah, I agree. I think it's actually better this yeah. way. All right, so we'll dive further into LeBron um, and his extension, what it means for the Lakers' stability. I think we can talk about that a little bit, what it means for AD. Plus, we got a Woj bomb. So all that is coming up in four minutes. Momo's going to be here the whole hour. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Sedano and LZ with you here. Mama Momo hanging out for the entire hour. We got another 45 minutes with her here. Uh, obviously talking about LeBron signing a two-year extension. He's a Laker for three more years. Uh, we will talk about that in just a second, what it means for AD's future, what is AD's uh, imminent future here as far as what kind of contract length we're looking at, uh, what does it mean for their uh, free agent future as far as their pursuit, all that stuff in a moment. But we do have a Woj bomb, and the Woj bomb is we have a trade. And we have Houston agreeing to trade Russell Westbrook to the Washington Wizards for John Wall and a first-round pick. Uh, Momo, what are your thoughts on that trade? Oh my trade? God, that's an amazing, that's an amazing trade for the for the Wizards. I just that's still Russell Westbrook we're talking about. Yeah, that's still Russell Westbrook, man. Like, I'm I know he didn't have the greatest year, um, but the second half of the year he was really good. He was. He's going to be reunited with Scotty Brooks. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, I voted him third team All NBA last year just right. based off his second half. I still think he can play. To your now, point. Real quick, yeah. Momo, so you, before you finish, it, from January to March, before yeah. the stoppage, he was fan-freaking-tastic. Yeah. I mean, he was great, and I, I think that they they didn't have to give up any first-round picks to get to get off that contract. 
they, I mean, well, sorry, they had to get, they had to give up one first round pick, just one. What the Wizards, right? Just to get off the John Wall contract. Right. John Wall hasn't played in two years. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, no, and he Colin also. Kaepernick's and, more recent. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, John Wall hasn't played in two years. Doesn't really want to be there. Yeah. Doesn't get along with Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. You just got off a massive problem if you're Washington for the low, low price of a first round pick and you get Russell Westbrook in return to go play for the for the coach he's had the best relationship with? Ooh. No, I mean, I, for Washington, it makes all the sense in the world. Mm. I'm looking at Houston going, what's the plan? Like yeah. normally, uh, you I decide would've... to blow out your doors yeah. and kick out your GM and your coach, you have yep. a plan, right? Yeah. <laughs> Do you see a plan? Because uh, I don't. No, I think the the plan will reveal itself. The plan is now either repair your relationship with James Harden and hope that he and John Wall work out, or you're trading Harden next. Well, I'm assuming they're trading Harden next because I'm I'm looking at the construction of this team. Um, the pieces they don't have just one player coming off a severe injury; they have two. That I'm assuming both DeMarcus Cousins and John Wall will be looking to start. And I'm like, what? Like, what's the plan here? You have two players and one good Achilles. What's what's happening here? (laughs) Yeah. I I, I truly am like, they had so much just two seasons ago. And it looked as if the disappointment of not being able to finish the job with Chris Paul has really just led this franchise to just make a series of non-connected, unconnected, almost contradictory moves. And I just don't know what that roster wants to be now or what the philosophy is. Yeah, Yeah. I I don't think they're doing anything. (laughs) I mean, you know, you go trade Russell Westbrook and you you take back John Wall. That I mean, I hope John's good. I, I, I would like to see him succeed in this league. Maybe he and James will get along. But that feels like, you did that trade in order to get something for Westbrook without having to give up any picks. And so my intel on it, my read of it was they're not going to trade Harden until they have a deal for Westbrook because, you know, at that point you don't want to be, it's easier to trade Harden um, once Westbrook's gone. In, in other you're right. Cause everybody who's going to want to trade for Westbrook is going to want Harden instead. You know, it's like if you have two houses next to each other, Right. They're, and they're they're for sale at the same time. Like you don't want to you don't want to have the more valuable house next to the less valuable house at the same time, because the less valuable house will never sell. Everybody's yeah. going to want the best, the better house. Right, right, right. No question, no question about yeah. it. Now, if do you think that the Brooklyn thing now has legs? Because I I just still don't see the assets that are yeah. See, that's my suitable. problem. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like he. Um, I feel like they do have the the team that has the best assets, Philly, and that'd be Ben Simmons, right? Right. right. Um, but I don't think Philly wants to do that right now. I just, I mean, I could be wrong. Could you know, could totally shock us or surprise us. My sense is, if Philly's talking to them about James Harden, I wouldn't put Simmons out there yet. I mean, I would I would try to toss in, you know, a couple firsts and some young players. I don't know why you need to put Ben Simmons out there. That's that's a big name. So, I don't know. I mean, I, like, I think there's a lot better packages for James Harden now because you're going to have 30 teams who are interested. You, yeah. you can trade him wherever yeah. you want. No, 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 no. I, I agree. I agree. 
You know, the Phillies can be really interesting because they're so ex- they're, right now they don't make any moves. They're still a very talented squad that's mm-hmm. going to finish top four in the East. Even maybe even have a chance to advance deep into the postseason with Doc Rivers. Who knows? But they're a talented team in a good position either way. I'm not trading Ben Simmons for guys who are. How can I be nice about this? I'm just going to say I'm not trading Ben Simmons for James Harden. I think that gets me the least amount of trouble. <laughs> right. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want what James Harden brings to that environment in Philly with Doc. I, yeah. I, I, I yep. think they have enough talent to win. They don't need to go and go for James Harden, which is going to require them to maybe do a whole bunch of other things that maybe they don't need to do either. I would much rather they just stand packed and see what this thing is with Doc with all that talent is before they move Simmons, before Doc's had an opportunity to work with him because once you bring in Harden, the team is about Harden. It's not even about Embiid anymore. It's about yeah. Harden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, 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 what about the smoke about Harden and the Celtics? They do have the best packages, right? I mean, you know, outside of the Ben Simmons idea, Boston has a lot of assets. They have a lot of good young players that, that people would be interested in. They have the money to make it work if they put Kemba's contract in there. I guess they could. I don't think they put Jason Tatum in there, but if they put like somebody like Jalen Brown, who did an extension last year, like they, they do have a great offer. You know, Denver's another team I think you have to look at. Just with Michael the, Porter Jr., right? And a bunch yeah, of picks. Those kind of those kind of ideas. I mean, if I'm in if I'm Houston, you only get one chance to trade a player like James Harden. You get the most you can get, and you don't have to be in a hurry. So let me uh, real quick. Um, let me jump in here. What about this crazy fake trade? You ready? Oh God, are you going to say the Clippers? No. Oh, okay, good. Okay. I thought that's where you're. I thought that's where you're going with it. No, no, no. Oklahoma, <laughs> Oklahoma City. Oh. They've got twenty-seven thousand first-round picks, and they've mm-hmm. got. They've got good they, – listen, I think Shea, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is going to be a star in this league. Like, I think he's that good. Um, yeah, but that's not what they're doing right now. Like, they're just – they're – Oklahoma City is, like, tearing de- tearing it down. Like, they're trading anybody who has any value for a million first-round picks. With but they're still going to have a bunch of first-round picks. Yeah, they, they will. But Harden – what they want is those first-round picks to be lottery picks. They don't want to be good. Mm. So Harden makes you good. You don't want to – I mean, if they were trying to be good, they would have kept Chris Paul. I mean, they just want to get on with the rebuild. Okay. Because I just think I you mean, bring them home, right? It makes it makes some sense. What about Phoenix? Speaking of Chris Paul. No, he's not doing that with James again. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, forget it. All yeah, right, I'm done I, with my fake trades. I'd say no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, look, I just think there's a lot of teams out there that have good young players and draft picks that can get this done, that can yeah. get a James Harden trade. And if I'm, if I'm Houston, I sit tight. I'll, I, you know, yep. I, I just wait it out. Yeah, and if I'm the 76ers, I do the same thing. Give yeah. Doc a chance. You got a talented totally. team. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what he does with it. Yeah, yeah. No, that that that. I'm with you, LZ, on that for sure. I don't think there's any question. All right, let's get back to the Lakers. Let's find out what's going on with AD. Momo's going to give us the latest. We're back in four minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Sedano and LZ with you here. Mama Momo hanging out this hour. So we've been talking about the LeBron extension. We had the Woj bomb of Russell Westbrook going to Washington just a few minutes ago for John Wall and a first-round pick. So the Rockets make out okay there, sort of. You know, they get a first-round pick yeah, and yeah. get John Wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, look, everyone needs to know, wants to know about this Anthony Davis thing. And it, it feels like, Ramona, and we've talked about this before, that is a foregone conclusion. It's just a matter of Anthony Davis's contract length and the yeah. options that that provides for him and the team, right? Is that fair to, a fair way to describe it all? I think so. Um, I think it's more about how long does he – want to commit it and but also like what puts him in the best position going forward so is it better for him and the lakers for him to go do one and one where he has an opt-out and you know it, it, it's a little bit of mis- misleading anyway because even if they opt out the lakers still have to keep the cap holds for how much money they would likely make right correct you, know, you probably wouldn't want you probably wouldn't withdraw um you know or, or like uh, renounce your rights to him at any moment because sure, you know, sure. Yeah, no way okay but um, I think with this for Anthony, like if he does the two and one, the two years plus an option on the third year, that gets into 10 year service time. Yeah. And that's when you can get the long five, five thing, you know, five, five year extension. But maybe he wants to get a little more security and do a five year extension now. Why not? You know, and then you can do another one after this one's over. And, you know, do, do, are you still a max player at that moment? Do you want to keep your leverage? You know, those are all the conversations and, and thoughts that I think are behind this delay here. I'm sorry, I, I got distracted. I'm, I'm reading all the responses to this Westbrook trade. And while the Wizards won the yeah. trade, the consensus I'm seeing on a lot of basketball writers is like both teams are just spinning their wheels. Yeah. <laughs> like this, um, this I disagree with like, yeah, but I disagree like, with that. Don't you think? To me, no offense to John Wall, but he hadn't played in two years and he's had two serious injuries. So, to me, Westbrook is a former MVP guy who's now playing for the coach um, who he had a lot of g- good success with earlier in his career, who knows how to handle him, right? And who they have level of trust, which I think is really important. He's playing with a shooter, Bradley Beal, who I think, you know, that's the face of that franchise. But, like, Brad Beal is going to create some space for him. He's never had a shooter like that around him. So to me, like... What do you mean? He had I- Kevin Durant. Ooh, a better <laughs> shooter than Kevin Durant, right? Um, I, I Durant is is great. Uh, I think Bradley's a more natural three point yeah, shooter like, to Ramona's point. Like a, yeah, he's yeah. just a three three point guy. Um, I mean, he's better than that, but he's you know, to me, this is a home run for Washington. For Houston, this is the beginning of the fall. Like, this right. is like we literally care more about the first round draft pick we're going to get in this deal than we do about taking a big, you know, getting back James. Uh, you know James uh, John Wall here right I mean this seems like the precursor to a hardened trade but they don't have to be in any hurry to do it they can wait till somebody makes them an offer they can't refuse yeah yeah I, I'm, this is this funny exchange between Jason Reed who works for ESPN okay. he just tweet, he tweets out so is Russ Bill going to work and what does that and what does work mean Jesse Washington, who's a writer for the undefeated, a really, yeah. really good basketball player. Um, oh. He responded, did Russ anybody really work? It's kind of true. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. like, yes, you are absolutely correct, Momo. Like, Washington is better off, 
But what does that really mean based upon what we have seen with these partnerships with Russell Westbrook in the past? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like um, with Paul George, they barely made the postseason. Yeah. Um, we don't really know what the experiment in Houston would have been because they seem to be doing a lot of experiments in the same season, if you will, with the roster. Um, you know, there was success, obviously, with OKC when the other two guys were together yep. with them, Harden and KD. But really since then um, – it's been a lot of disappointment and what ifs. Yeah. 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 Momo, um, l- l- I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, it's, it's um, you know, to me, it's it's one of these things where, um, you know, you've got it. Like, Russ has a lot left to me. John Wall might, but if I'm if I'm Washington, like, I just I just paid this guy $40 million a year for the, for the right to, to do this. So now all of a sudden, like, you're going to, you know, he, he, like, he's leaving now without ever making good on on playing again, I mean, that's like, I kind of want to see what I'm trading away, but I, I think that they've seen enough, at least in workouts, they have a sense of where John, John is in coming back from these injuries. Yeah. He's been working out with Kevin Durant and a bunch of guys. Um, so, and Harden, by the way, was in that group of guys that he Hmm. was working out with. So, uh, it'll be, I guess, you know, maybe they've built some chemistry. Um, let me ask you this about speaking of chemistry. We spent a lot of time this last season, since we were just talking about AD and his contract, um, about the passing of the torch or the eventual passing of the torch. And Elsie and I were talking about this earlier, and I'm curious to get your thoughts. You know, look, I think AD is physically gifted, right? He's an extraterrestrial. Yep. There's no question. But I think that, you know, he needs more time to mature. Not that he's immature, but I think there is a different responsibility when you're eventually the guy, right? And yep. I actually think having LeBron for – at least another three more seasons, including this one, only helps him in that regard. Not just the leadership in the locker room, but learning the ins and outs of how LeBron plays chess from a free agent standpoint yeah. while others are playing checkers. Like, how do you feel that will help him long term with LeBron being secured for three more seasons? I mean, honestly, I think it's really, um, I think it's really important that. Um, that he's come here and done this because just think about what like like you you don't want to have both of these guys have to make decisions which could be decisions that are not beneficial mutually right like Anthony Davis doesn't need to tie his future to LeBron James I mean he's what Anthony Davis like twenty seven right LeBron's third going to be thirty six in another month so to me yep. you know LeBron coming off the board all that does is just like give you a, a wider picture of what you're actually looking at if you're ad you know you okay lebron's here for three more years is that how does that affect me is that a good thing or a bad thing like sometimes it's good to have your future tied to somebody but you know there may come a point when lebron's a little older where he's ad may not want to be tied to lebron true true i mean it's so hard i I know this is going to happen but because he is still at such a high level uh-huh. It's so hard for me to envision LeBron not being at least an all-star, like a legitimate all-star yeah, if, yeah. in four years. I mean, like it's, it's, it's I hard for me not to way. see that. It's hard for me to see it too. But like, you know, I would have never thought Kobe would have fell off like he did either. You know, like he fell off like the year when he tore his Achilles. He was 35. Is that right? 35. And before that, he had been having like a, one of his best overall years ever. True, but Braun is just different. I know. Like Kobe, 
Kobe had nagging injuries and missed games throughout his career. Like Mm -hmm. LeBron is just built differently. And the way that he plays the game doesn't lend itself to, in my opinion, a great deal of stress on his tendons and ligaments. He's not really herky-jerky a lot. You know, he's pretty much, this is where I'm going. (laughs) Yeah, you don't even need to get out of my way because I'll just run you over. Right, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) He's not not overextending his ligaments or anything trying to maneuver around bodies. I mean, he has his spin move, his patented spin move, but for the most part, you know, he's just bigger and stronger than you and there's not really anything reason for him to move around you. Yeah. So, I mean, we all think it's never going to end until it ends, right? True. you know, and so that's how I'm I, I, I'm just going to be grateful for as long as Braun is this good because he's amazing to watch and gives all of us hope who are over 40. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, I, Bobo, coming up next, yeah. you know, we're got a two minute break here, but I want to I want to ask you about the stability of the Lakers because of this move and the impending Anthony Davis move that we're expecting um, and what that means for the pursuit of free agents, right? And it doesn't have to be the uh, the max guys that we talked about, but just what it means as far as building a roster that can be competitive for the stretch of these two guys being together. Plus, there are all sorts of, there's all sorts of news about the schedule we want to ask you about. There's all sorts of news about the COVID protocols for this upcoming NBA season. The NBA Players Association released uh, the testing results before camp. So there's a lot of those things we want to get with you on uh, before you go here. So we got a two-minute break. We're back. One more segment with Mama Momo. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Mama Momo here for one more segment. Yeah. I love this song. It's a good song. Uh, So Russell Westbrook was traded to Washington for John Wall in a first-round pick. That was broken earlier today. Um, We were talking about LeBron's extension, which was the big news to start the day. Uh, Two more years at $85 a total of three. So, Momo, I have been told that this is – his opt-out is now removed, right? That is straight three at this point. Um, so LeBron will be here for at the very least three more years. So what does that mean from a stability standpoint, assuming that Anthony Davis is locked in for at the very least another year or two beyond this one? Like, well, what, what, is, what kind of signals does that send to the rest of the league uh, and to potential free agents, not only this yeah. coming off season, but the, the following and the following? Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, when I saw this deal with the, you know, for LeBron, um, I think – you have to remember who he's watched over his career, right? He, yep. Some of his best friends are Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, and Carmelo Anthony, right? Like, and all of these guys have not necessarily um, had great endings to their career. I mean, Carmelo is out here on, you know, just barely trying to get in the league and on minimum deals. Um, Chris Paul has been traded twice, three times now. Is it three mm-hmm. or twice? I can't remember looking out. Mm-hmm. Three, three times. And Dwayne Wade had this weird thing with Miami where they didn't want to pay him what he wanted, the full amount. And then he goes to Chicago for a year just to, like, spite them. And then he comes back to Miami on, 
not that much, you know, for a minimum deal. So, like, as good as LeBron is, as amazing as he is, you know, you, you can't keep counting on the fact that you're going to be the best player in the in the world forever. So I think hit for his security, I think it's really important. And when you say long-term stability for the Lakers, I go back to what they did with Kobe Bryant when they gave him that extension when he was out with the Achilles, right? Remember that was a yeah. 48 yep. and a half million? And mm-hmm. everybody was like, what are they doing? Kobe's got this terrible Achilles injuries. You know, he's never going to be the same. He's old, he's washed up. And, and I was like, no, you don't understand. This is is for Kobe, yeah. The Lakers, that's their brand is that they take care of their aging, you know, like the superstars who won them championships. Like, you know, Dr. Buss did that with Magic Johnson too. Remember the you know, $25 million contract, a lifetime. He even gave him ownership shares after he retired. I mean, that was, mm. this is unprecedented. That's what the Lakers do. And that's why a guy like LeBron James, when he was leaving Cleveland and he's looking around to like, which franchise does he feel good about spending his golden years with? That's why the Lakers were in the conversation. It's not just the championships. It's not just the reputation or the franchise brand. It is literally like they have a great reputation for treating stars well. And I think that pays dividends down the line. Like if you're Anthony Davis, you feel pretty good about committing to a future in L.A. because you feel like, well, they're going to do what it takes to, to bring championship players here with me. They've done it. They keep doing it. I mean, and, and the other thing, too, and I agree with you 100% in terms of how the Lakers take care of their own. Yeah. Um, even though LeBron is new, it's kind of hard to say, you know, to relate him to Kobe and Magic because they yep. were lifers. Um, still, he, being LeBron, brought them yeah. back to championship relevance, and that's an important part of this, too. That's right. But you want LeBron in purple and gold when he passes Kareem on that all-time scoring list. Absolutely. You, 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 want, w- you want him here for the – you want him to retire a Laker. Yes. That's what you want. And you even want. if he doesn't look as good in year, the last year of this deal, okay, maybe, maybe age is catching up with him a little bit. Like, you know, I, I think you deal with that because, one, I think it helps you with Anthony Davis. They legitimately are close and are friends, like, you know, older brother, little brother, okay? And they've won together now. I, I don't see that. I think this basically gives guys like Anthony Davis this warm feeling about the Lakers and feeling good about committing to them long term. You know, one, they've, they've, they've proven they'll try to get good players around you. But two, like they took care. They, they'll take care of you. I mean, you don't know how long your career is. You don't. You really don't. It can be gone yeah. in a flash, right? Like yeah. we, we have seen guys. Uh, and by the way, we've seen a lot of guys not come back from serious yep. injuries, right? And yep. the older you get, uh, the tougher those injuries become. So, yeah, I, I'm with you wholeheartedly. All right, Momo. So the NBA Players Association put out – and by the way, don't forget Santa Key uh, will be coming Ooh, to town. Oh, is that coming? Yeah, when you hear the uh, key sounder coming down your chimney, you can be caller number 7 at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, and you can pick from one of the stockings on the chimney, which is either the Keyshawn stocking or the Max or the Greeny stocking, uh, Mason Ireland, myself or LZ, Playoff Sliwa or Kaplan. Uh, so make sure you listen for that. It's going to happen in the 6 o'clock hour. So there you go. we got all sorts of Laker goodies Ooh. to give away and whatnot. So uh, perfect day for that. So stay tuned to the 6 o'clock hour. But Momo, so the NBA and the NBA Players Association put out that they tested 546 players, right? All the players mm-hmm. that are going to be rostered, at least for training camps. And they had 48 come back. So, uh, you know, we don't need to get into specifics of who it was or who it wasn't. What I want to ask you is we saw the bubble. 
And we know how great that was for them and keeping guys safe, even though some guys uh, were uh, out of the bubble for a minute and then had to come back in and re-quarantine. But what are the protocols right now in regards to if a team has an outbreak? Are the league is, is the league willing to suspend games? Are they willing to postpone games? Are they going to take the measures that the NFL is taking, which is no matter what, we're going to play 72 no matter how long it takes? Like, what is the stance from the league? Yeah, I mean, I, I got to be honest. I think everybody is so nervous. Th- everyone I talk to is nervous about this, you know? And they should be because this is – we just see from every other sport, like, you're going to have some positives. And when did, when they did the positives last time, remember in the spring, right, when they first started testing – not in the spring, I'm sorry, like it was like June or July when they first came back? Yeah. Remember they released the same thing and it was like they had – you know, it was just a few, like a significant number less than they just announced right now. Like, it mm-hmm. seems like way more guys have it this time than they did back in June or July. Right. When they did those first tests, right? Yeah. Um, and here's one thing I've heard sort of anecdotally. I think a lot of guys have had this. Like, I've heard, you know, essentially, I'm not saying the NBA is close to herd immunity, okay? But um, I think in the time that everybody's been off, I've just heard anecdotally that. It, you know, if you did the antibodies, right? If you tested everybody antibodies in the league, like there'd be a lot of players who've already had it, and and maybe you know when you say what is the league going to do about this? Like, I think everybody's very nervous about it because they know the only safe way to do it is a bubble. But people still have PTSD from being in that bubble. Yeah, like it was just a non-starter. And not only are you trying to do this now when the cases are spiking everywhere which is probably like one of the most dangerous times to be out there doing anything yeah um you're doing it at a time when um you know it's cold it's gonna be you know people are gonna be more indoors like this is it's the wrong time to be starting this you're not doing it with the bubble i think they're gonna test them multiple times a day they're gonna be really vigilant about it but i like everybody's just bracing for this to be really bad but will they? Will they? What do you think? What's going to happen potentially with games, though? Like, oh, if, I think they just. I think there are going to be a lot of um, postponements, and there are okay. going to be a lot of. Don't you think? I mean, I think there's, you know, and rescheduling perhaps. And rescheduling, and I think the rosters are, might expand, um, right, a little bit because you're going to have. It's hard. It's like in baseball, you have to have. You know, if you have a outbreak, baseball is similar in the sense that you have a lot. You have multiple games, so we haven't seen the schedule yet. But I, it looks like they're going to have. Um, they're going to de-emphasize travel, and that's why they haven't. They're only releasing the first part of the schedule. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's important. You normally, you have to release the whole schedule. And it's a whole hard thing to do because there's all these events mm-hmm. at the you know at Staples Center. They got the ice cream right page, concerts right? and things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No other events right now, so like no big deal. <laughs> right? There's nothing to plan around. Hey Momo, have you heard anything either officially or off the record in mm-hmm. terms of where the NBA is with vaccines? We know we've seen a statement yeah. that the NFL, quote unquote, won't jump ahead of the line. Yeah, but where thing. is the NBA with this? Yeah, same thing. So I'll tell you this. Every time I've ever asked this question, whether it's vaccines or testing or the best kind of testing, the NBA has been very solid on saying they're not jumping ahead of the line. Like when they did the bubble and they were going to take up all those tests, right? They waited yep. until July to when it seemed like testing was no longer an issue. And I I always remember Adam Silver saying that in calls that he would do and, you know, in the, on the calls with the, um, the media calls and stuff. He was like, we're not going to jump ahead of anyone. Our health and safety is the most. But there, there's going to be a sweet spot where 
the testing is no longer going to be an issue and we're all going to seem like it was we're not we're going to look back on this idea that you couldn't get a test if you needed one unless you had you know been in contact with someone from italy or china right remember remember back in the dark ages of this right in march Mm -hmm. yeah um where that's not even going to be an issue like there was an actual bad story about the nba because you know the brooklyn nets got a bunch of tests and they were like why should the nets get tests take they're taking them away from people and i'm like you're the wrong that's the wrong analysis the the analysis should be why don't we have tests for everybody we knew that this was a problem we knew that we needed these tests right we were just totally unprepared at the beginning i think the nba is going to feel the same way about the vaccine like they're not going to rush the they're not going to rush the line there's going to be a point where you know either by vaccine or by um rapid tests for every single time you do it and rapid pcr based testing it's not going to matter because the, the thing that I'm, wa- I'm wondering, guys, is are they going to make it like um, compulsory to get the vaccine? Like, hey, you can't you can't play unless you can prove you've either had COVID or taken the vaccine. Because I don't I mean, it's it's not like school <laughs> where they can make your children <laughs> do that. Right. Right. And then and then there's the, the caveat of, you know, one HIPAA laws. And so yeah. how much can actually be public information anyway. Right. And then two, um, there is a trust issue this nation mm-hmm. when it comes to this vaccine because of the speed in which it was produced and can you force NBA players to take something medically that they don't feel comfortable with yeah there's probably a lot of guys out there who don't want to take it yeah a uh, quick couple quick things Momo before we get out of here because we only got a couple minutes um one what did you make of the actual schedule that's been released the Christmas schedule and the first uh two nights of games Anything I mean stick out? Yeah, I like that Warriors Nets game. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a good on one. Opening I like night. That. Yeah, yeah I, I like wanted that. it for Christmas, but I'm glad it's opening night. Right. Yeah, that's good. And also, I like, um, I do like the Lakers playing the Mavs. That's cool. I mean, this to me is a sign that Luka Doncic is a is. I mean, he already was an MVP candidate, but like people are really expecting something big out of him this year. Not. Just- I think he cause I think he might be. I I know he's not the betting favorite, but I would bet on him to be the favorite. I, I would too, because because. You know, we get back to that narrative voting that, uh, oh, God, I'm just worried about my mentions even saying it. No, LeBron has won it before, right? Giannis is not going to win it three in a row, right? right? I get it. Yeah, Yeah, and then especially if the Mavs make the, not only make the playoffs, but do something where, like, you know, let's say they're top four seed in the West. Yeah. 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 I mean, and Luka's Luka, you know. The big question, though, is going to be what the heck kind of season are we even going to have? Because, like, guys, like, you know, like Doc said this the other day on his in his press conference, he just said, I'm really worried about it. just look what's going on in the NFL. Um, I, I just, I mean, I, everyone I talk to right now is just slammed trying to understand, like some, one, some, one person described it as we're trying to reinvent the wheel on the fly right now because everybody has different protocols and everything yeah. is new and different and nothing is, you know, stable and it could change tomorrow. Um, and, they're, and they're exhausted from not really having a real offseason. Um, yep. and they're really nervous about how the NBA is going to get through this because you're just going to have positives. And, like, if people are positive and then they, ten, they have to be out 10 or 12 days, yeah, that, that's a that's lot big of in, an, in an NBA season for sure. Yeah. Uh, on a much lighter note, because we have about 40 seconds here, what is a vice that you have, Momo, uh-huh. that your significant other frowns upon? Ooh. Oh, ooh, frowns upon. That's today's question of the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, mine is definitely uh, 
definitely staying up too late. My like Nevin loves to go to bed early. He loves it. Like <laughs> like when back when I used to go to games. Okay, back when you know back in the days when we used to do that. When we at night. went to games. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we yes, went yes. to games. I would get text messages from him, and this and also pre kids. Okay, I would get text messages from my husband at seven twenty five p.m. Hey, honey, just wanted to say good night. I'm going to since you're not here, I'm going to bed right now. At seven twenty-five, in the Lord, Nevin. I know, and he's like, I didn't know you married so, an older man. Oh, I know, <laughs> and it's so funny because it's like, I'm like, oh my god. I mean, that you know, I love you, but this is not cute that you do this. <laughs> so for so we are the opposite. Like, I hate going to bed. Right. I am like night owl, but yeah. also like FOMO, Momo. Like yeah. I'm just like I don't want to. The night is young, right? Yes. <laughs> things like, can be happening. Things can be happening, and I am <laughs> yeah. missing out on them. That's so, like, hilarious. He hates this about me. He's like, come to bed. Like, I'll always get text messages. It'll be like one thirty, and he's like, come to bed. Come to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's like, great. Yeah, well, I feel even seven thirty. Yeah. Well, Momo- I feel <laughs> even sillier now for thinking that Nev was your side piece. Remember, when I thought he was your side I know, piece. You, you had side yeah. piece. Well, I'm Momo, sorry. thank you, as always, you for making it. time for us every Wednesday. We appreciate it. All right. All right. Bye. See you, Momo. Thank Take you. care. Bye. There she is. Mama Momo with us every Wednesday in the 5 o'clock hour. Coming up next, LZ, you and I will talk about the NFL. Roger Goodell may have stuck his foot in his mouth. We'll get to that. And don't forget Santa Key coming up next hour as well. 710 ESPN.